get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The lead anchor for MLB Network happens to be a native St. Louis and a product of the Lindenwood University. The one and only Greg Amzinger is with us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I was, I was on last night um, watching the rear of the show because TV hosts tend to do that from time to time and um, <laughs> doing some corny segment on presidential last names and how they impacted uh, baseball. And it got me thinking, you know, I do a lot of corny segments and I'm not saying this is why I do that, but this really motivated this part of my career. I remember being a young radio producer working at Camwex radio and, and the great Randy character did a, an ongoing segment of a Cardinal survivor Island. And it got everyone in St. Louis stirred up. Who's going to be left on the island with Stan the Man? Will it be Enos Slaughter, Rogers Hornsby? And this became like a real thing. And people cared. Do you remember this? I remember that, yeah. They were so into it. Your creative mind, just making something up, has impacted my, my career, my friend. I'm glad to hear that. Now, I was watching the Blues game, unfortunately, so I didn't get a chance to see that segment. Who are some of the names in baseball impacted by presidential names? <laughs> well, uh, you know, Woodrow Wilson, a president. Uh, number four on my list was Mookie Wilson, grinding the ball through Buckner's legs. Um, you know, President Jackson in 1977 hit three home runs uh, <laughs> in one World Series game. So that was that was a big deal. Uh, number two, you would think this would be number one because of George Washington. But it was number two because Washington uh, beat the Astros to win the World Series. And they did that with four wins on the road. So that was important. Mm-hmm. So Washington winning uh, the World Series. But number one, I mean, we all love Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, hitting a ball down the line off Mitch Williams to not just win a World Series game, but to win the World Series was number one on my list of 10 impactful moments. We won't have time for all 10. I just gave you the top four. That's beautiful. Yeah, all we need is a top four, Greg. They were great. <laughs> I want to circle back, though, to Survivor Island because I think it's a pretty good analogy for the National League Central right now. And the Cardinals may be the last team standing on the island by not doing anything at all. It's true. They they have the pitching depth and the bullpen arms to win the division. Uh, they don't necessarily need to score more than four runs a game. The question is, can they do that? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's some speculation that this lineup, if a couple pieces don't click, uh, they might have a hard time. Now, Dylan Carlson is going to have to become a guy. He's going to have to become an everyday force in the middle of the order. That's a lot to put on the shoulders of a young player who's never truly found his stride yet. Uh, you know, we can talk about Yadier Molina. We do it all the time regarding the St. Louis Cardinals, but he is still a make contact clutch bat that hits somewhere in the middle of the batting order that you're taking away uh, of a lineup that already saw the wounds of losing to Marcelo Zuna the year before. So, 
they don't have a lot of offensive firepower. That's not going to change. I don't believe they're going to add a signature bat that's going to make this lineup go, whoa, like the Toronto Blue Jays did the other day with George Springer. But the arms are so deep, and a kid like Matthew Liberatore, who's right on the cusp of being one of the top two or three starters in the rotation down the line, they've got young, talented players in their farm system. The Cardinals are sitting back and just watching a division that's coming to them. You know, I, I love watching all sports, and my favorite NBA team right now is the Brooklyn Nets. And Kyrie Irving came back and played with Harden and Durant. And I'm sitting there watching the game with my son, and I go, you know, James Harden lets the game somewhat come to him. Kyrie is trying to force himself into the game early. He didn't miss any shots, but he was forcing himself, and the game didn't have any flow. The Cardinals are letting the game come to them because no one in the Central is pushing him over right now. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, with us on 101 ESPN. Hey, Greg, I have a, uh, I'm going to put you in Brian Cashman's shoes, and I want you to answer a question for me. Why would you sign Corey Kluber to a one-year contract for $11 million? He's taken the ball eight times in the last two years. He's 34 years old. Why would you give him that money rather than Adam Wainwright, who's taken the ball 38 times in the last couple of years? Granted, he's five years older. But I, I would feel better about Adam Wainwright in 2021 than I would about Corey Kluber. Well, you're looking at it from the human perspective because you've watched Adam Wainwright compete and the numbers that jump off the screen or off the page to you are our game started, you know, durability. You've seen the big moments where he hugs you out of your Molina after a complete game shutout. Your mind is connected to his success on the field. Brian Cashman is being led by a bunch of, you know, employees who are showing him spin rates, showing him all different kinds of analytics that are leading him to believe that if Corey Kluber is healthy, uh, the way he was spinning the ball before he went down with injury and didn't even pitch a full game uh, last year, that if he's healthy, this is what you're getting. And it's not just Brian Cashman's employees in his front office. It's Corey Kluber's representation. You're seeing a lot of these guys, I mean, let's think about this for a second. Who would you rather have, Corey Kluber or John Lester? John Lester didn't he pitch. He pitched last year. Corey Kluber did not pitch last year. Right. And he got one year, $11 million. I know Lester's deal is incentive-based, but he got one year, $2 million. And guess what's going to happen? John Lester is going to pitch all the time, mm-hmm. all year, for the Washington Nationals as their number four starter. But he doesn't have the analytics on his side that his representation can hand to the Washington Nationals and say, this is why I'm worth more. I mean, he, I mean, Jay Happ is worth more than, than John Lester at the age of 37 or 38. Are you kidding me? I, you can't even compare those two pitchers. So uh, we're looking at it from the, the fan perspective of, wow, this guy's a grinder. This guy gets out and performs. And we're not looking at it like Joe Musgrove looks at himself. I interviewed Joe Musgrove yesterday. And when your K per nine goes from eight to 12 and a half, which is what Joe Musgrove did uh, between 2019 and 2020, even the pitchers know the analytics now, and they know their worth. They know they're coveted. So it's, it's a completely different way of, of viewing success, even when you don't even pitch a game like Corey Kluver last year. Greg, let's stay in the AL East. George Springer heading to Toronto. Where does that move place them, in your opinion, in the division? Man, I, I, I knew this team was going to be aggressive in the winter. Uh, the pandemic did not mess with Rogers communication. They monopolized communication in that entire country. So they are doing well financially. Um, that said, 
they clearly need to focus more on the rotation after this. Uh, the talk of Michael Brantley going there got everybody excited. That was a false report. He ended up going back to the Houston Astros. I love the signing. Uh, it's huge to beat out another major market like the New York Mets, knowing the guys from Connecticut close by that Springer chose Toronto instead of the New York Mets. I, I got into this yesterday on the show. I love it. I just can't have the oldest guy on my team uh, be a he's 31. He's going to be he signed a, a six-year contract to be a 36-year-old center fielder. That can move, but I, I can't have him lead off. You know, this guy's been in big moments, big games, uh, incredible postseason player. I, I need the young guys in front of him. I don't want George Springer, the only guy in the lineup over 30 or at 30 or older, as my leadoff guy. So I feel like his role is going to have to change a little bit to drive in runs and get these guys more pitches to hit these young cats that are, are so exciting to watch. BGO should be leading off good on base. Then Bichette, then Springer, then give me Guerrero, then Teoscar Hernandez. But I don't want him leading off. And then all these other guys with a lot of swing and miss in their game behind them. So they'll figure that out. I think they're not done. I, I'm telling you, this is a team. I wouldn't be shocked if Trevor Bauer landed there. I, I would not be surprised hmm. at all. If they choose not to do that, uh, don't be surprised if Taiwan Walker goes back there. Because remember, he was really good when they acquired him uh, last year. He's only 28 years old, and the guy's still a physical specimen. So they're not done, and, and they were my early pick to go to the World Series. Uh, I got Padres, Blue Jays, World Series. And this is a guy, by the way, Greg Amzer, you're going to pick the Rays to go to the World Series in 2020. Are, do you get concerned, and maybe this is just you talk about zeroing in and having a narrow focus, but I look at what happened to Matt Carpenter after the Cardinals took him out of leadoff and tried to put Dexter Fowler in the leadoff spot. Matt Carpenter was one of the half dozen best leadoff hitters since 1960, but you put him in the the three hole and he just couldn't hit anymore. I know that Springer has had success hitting second, but he's been one of the great leadoff hitters over the last four or five years. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But when you're paying a guy six years, $150 million, his home run needs to be worth more than one. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, and I know you know, he only leaves off once in a game. But we saw the impact, and Freddie Freeman speaks to it all the time. His MVP season last year was created in large part by having the, the best protection on the on-deck circle he's ever had in, in Marcelo Zuna. To have Ozuna have the year he had and be behind Freddie Freeman, he'll tell you the pitches that he received completely changed. And this is when he was rolling. I mean, you couldn't get Freddie Freeman out. To have a young buck like Acuna get on base, to have the protection behind you, I mean, this is the makings of what the Blue Jays could potentially have. And I'm not seeing that that young player. I mean, if Laddie Guerrero Jr., it was evolving at, at, at a faster rate. And I feel like that's unfair to say because he's still so young uh, and he's committed to getting himself in better shape. He's in much better shape right now for the 2021 season. But some of these guys are going to have to hit. I'm fine with leaving him in the leadoff spot right now, but he's been around. He's got pedigree. You know, he can work counts. You're going to have to get some of these young guys to, 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 to benefit from having a $150 million bat in the lineup. And it can't be the nine hole hitter. Great. I wanted to ask you about the news in baseball this week, the big headline coming out of New York with the Mets and Jared Porter being fired after his gross behavior, sending explicit text messages to a reporter was revealed. The Mets acted swiftly in firing Porter, and they say they're not going to hire a replacement in the short term. But where do you think they go from here? Do you think their assistant GM, Zach Scott, who did interview for the GM job, is eventually going to be the guy? Yeah, I don't think they're going to go with a new GM. 
Sandy Alderson came out and you know was adamant that he didn't want to hire a president of baseball operations. I mean, he's done every single spoke of the front office ladder in his career. 73 years old, uh, still has a ton of energy to do this, loves the organization. He's worked in the league office. He's got a great relationship uh, with all of the owners. And uh, this is a guy that, that has you know, standing. What I think they need to do, to be quite honest with you, is bring in a business mind to be the CEO of this organization, which I think Steve Cohen is a smart guy. Obviously, the owner of the Mets will eventually do. But to have Sandy running the business of this organization and the, the, the roster transactions, Seems to be a lot. Sandy wants to focus more on the baseball side. Uh, I think that's what they're going to eventually do. They're going to stay in house. Um, but yeah, what a topsy turvy, weird, weird winter for this Mets organization. Uh, just when you get all the excitement of that um, was getting, you know, signing anybody that they've signed, making moves. You have Robbie Cano, PED, lost for the year. Then all of a sudden, wow, they get uh, Francisco Lindor. This is amazing. What a blockbuster trade. And Carrasco. And now this. Um, you know, unfortunately, this is one of those teams that just seems to be snake bitten with bad luck. And that's the way I view this. Like, as you said, they swiftly acted when they found out. Um, but I just, I just got so many questions. I, I, and there are questions that you really can't get into on TV. Um, but, you know, the way you know, a media organization has a story and, you know, a team is interviewing this guy uh, for years. This guy's been moving up the ranks. And to hold on to that. I understand because the victim doesn't want to come out and, but wow, that's a back and forth thing. It's just, to me, that is just, that's knowing something about a human being and quietly watching this guy gain more and more power along the way. Um, I just had a million questions when I found out uh, and we're going to get a lot more clarity. Trust me. This is a story. that's not over. Greg Amzinger. One more thing. Eight years ago, because of the biogenesis scandal, Alex Rodriguez was suspended by baseball for 211 games. <laughs> Yesterday, he was on the stage with his fiance J-Lo, for the presidential inauguration. <laughs> Greatest uh, comeback ever? Without a doubt. I, I mean, wow. I, he, needs, he needs to create his own business, uh, crisis management with Alex Rodriguez. For real. <laughs> I don't know how he did this. Uh, seriously. I mean, this is, this is the, the number one ambassador of baseball. Uh, when baseball had a game in, in England, he was on the president's private or the uh, commissioner's private jet as the only former baseball player to, hey, welcome to Major League Baseball America's pastime. Here's our great ambassador, Alex Rodriguez. It's mind boggling <laughs> to me. It's mind boggling. He's, 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 he's having chuckles with Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. And I'm like, what is this teaching our youth? I, I don't know if this is good. I just don't. But, hey, you know, Alex Rodriguez and I are never going to go on vacation together. So that's that's out there. We all know that. But, yeah, I, I don't worry. I, I snapped a bunch of screen grabs on my phone when I saw it while I was watching it live. And I passed it around to my friends. <laughs> Beautiful. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Uh, all right. You too. Take care, guys. See you, man. Take care. That is Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. I'm 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, 
And with Lectio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lectio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lectio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.